You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. How are we doing, church? We're good? As Pastor Tim just said, my name's Pastor Jonathan. I'm the youth pastor here with my wife, Dina. I'd just like to say it's an honour and a privilege to be up here speaking to you tonight. And I want to thank Pastor Tim for giving me this opportunity to speak. And I do have a hope, uh, albeit a small hope, that I will still have my job after tonight. Um, So, of course, I'm joking. But, uh, you know, I'm continuing the series tonight, Disney at Centro. And I'm going to be talking about the movie Ratatouille. So who's seen the movie Ratatouille? Just so I can gauge. Some people haven't, okay? I'll try my best to explain it, um, but we'll get to that later on. But essentially, there's a rat in it. Um, So has anyone ever had a rat in their house? Has anyone ever seen a rat in their house? What's your first response? Your first response is probably kill it, right? We've got to get the rat traps out. We've got to get the poison out. I'm going to jump straight into our first clip tonight, and let's see how this sweet old lady reacts to having a rat in her house. So, I hope that isn't your reaction. Um, I hope that not many people here have a shotgun next to their chair, uh, that they'll just pull out and start blowing holes in their wall for absolutely no reason, right? Bit of a crazy reaction, but that's the hate and kind of disgust that rats get viewed with, right? Whenever you see a rat, you're like, oh, you know, that's disgusting, we need to kill that. They're a pest, we need to get rid of it. And so, my question tonight is, have you ever felt like a rat? Have you ever felt look down upon? Have you ever felt beneath people's feet or low or like you've got nothing to give or that you're not worth anything? In this movie, we see a guy called Linguini and he's this guy and he's in a terrible situation. He can't hold down a job. He hasn't got very many skills Uh, And fortunately, he gets this job at this restaurant called Gusto's just because his mother, who had just recently passed away, was friends with the chef there. And so he got this job as a garbage man out of pity, really. And he's working there. And then we have this rat called Remy. And Remy is this amazing chef. But Remy's a rat, so he can't exactly go and uh, interview for a chef's position um, because that doesn't really work, right? But this whole movie is centred around this restaurant, Gusto's, who's a famous chef, and he's got this cookbook. And this is kind of the running theme through the whole movie, and the title of my message tonight is Anyone Can Cook. Anyone Can Cook. And now, if you're a wife in the building, uh, you're probably looking at your husband and thinking one or two things. Uh, You're probably thinking, no, Pastor Jonathan, not anyone can cook. Um, you don't know my husband. Or you might be thinking, I hope he's listening right now so that when we get home, he's going to cook me something nice. But of course, we're not actually talking about cooking. We're talking about tonight the gift that God has given you and how you can use that effectively, how you can put that into practice. 
And so our, our foundational scripture for this series is found in Philippians 4, verse 8 to 9. It says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your, fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Tonight I want to talk about putting into action what you have received from God. And in this movie, we see Linguini, he's in this bad situation, right? Like I just said, his mother has just passed away, he's got no father, he can't hold down a job, he's lost and hopeless, and he gets this job in this restaurant out of pity. And so what happens is he's being the garbage man, but then he decides to muck around with this soup and he starts to add some spices into it and it tastes disgusting. He tastes it and he vomits out the window. And then eventually, long story short, the soup goes out and a critic tastes the soup. But this, the critic said it's really good. And Linguini knows that it was Remy the rat who fixed the soup. Remy was also in the kitchen and he put some spices in and fixed the soup and made it taste good. Eventually, Remy is found and we're going to watch a scene in a moment where Linguini's being told to go kill Remy, but he knows that he fixed the soup. So let's have a look at that scene. I wasn't trying to cook. I was just trying to stay out of trouble. You're the one who was getting fancy with the spices. What did you throw in there? Oregano? No? What? Ro- uh, rosemary? That's a spice, isn't it? Rosemary? You didn't throw rosemary in there? Then what was all the flipping and the, all the throwing? The... God. I need this job. I've lost so many... I don't know how to cook, and now I'm actually talking to a rat as if you... Huh? Did you not? Have, have you been nodding? <laughs> you understand me? So I'm not crazy! <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. Uh, I can't cook. Can I? But you... <laughs> you can. Right? Look, don't be so modest. You're a rat for Pete's sake. Whatever you did, they liked it. Yeah, this could work. Hey, they like the soup! (laughs) They like the soup. Do you think you could do it again? Remy nods at the end there if you didn't get that. But Linguini's in this bad situation and now he's in a worse situation. Because the chef expects him to recreate this soup that he has no idea how to do because Remy was really the person behind it. And so he realises that he'll get fired and he can't afford to lose this job. And so he knows that he can't do it on his own, right? He can't do it on his own. I want to read tonight out of Romans 
12, verses 3 to 8. And we're going to refer back to this scripture a couple of times. And it says this, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think that you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Church, you have been given a gift from God. And He calls us to use it. He calls us to put it into practice, right? And this verse talks about some of those gifts, some of those spiritual gifts that He gives us. And you can also find some gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4 as well. And I'd encourage you to read those verses and be familiar with those gifts that God has given us. And so my first point tonight in knowing that we have been given a gift and we're called to put it into practice, how do we do that? The first step is we need to discover our gift or discover your gift. And at the start of this verse, it says, be honest in your evaluation. And if I came up here tonight and I thought my gift was talking for an hour and a half and teaching you guys some amazing things and keeping your attention for that whole hour and a half, I think I'd be overestimating my gift a little bit, right? But on the flip side of the coin, if I came up here and I only spoke for five minutes and didn't really think I had what it takes, there would be no effectiveness in that, right? There'd be no effectiveness. You guys wouldn't get anything out of that. And so how do we be honest in our evaluation? How do we assess ourselves? The first thing is this, is reflect. You've got to realise, what are you good at? Where have you seen fruit and success in the past? Look at your past experiences and say, okay, has that been fruitful? The second thing is, ask for a reply. Seek honest feedback from people. When you're operating in a gift, ask people if they think that that's your gift. And ask someone that you trust, a friend, and you're not fishing for a cheap compliment. That's just saying, oh yeah, that was really good. No, have a genuine, honest feedback that's, hey, I actually think this is a gift in your life, that you can use this to advance God's kingdom. Why don't you do that? And often, if you are gifted, other people will notice it. Other people will notice it and they can confirm it. So on both sides, right, we've got to, ask for honest feedback, but also we've got to give honest feedback. If you see someone and you think, man, they're gifted in that area, don't just think it to yourself. Let them know about it. And the third thing is respond. Respond to opportunities that come up in your world. Opportunities to exercise your gifts. Maybe it's serving in the church in some area. And if you feel like you haven't been given that opportunity, let me give it to you now. We'd love for you to serve in some area of the church, right? 
And so take those opportunities because the truth is you may not discover your gift until you actually use it. You may not discover you have it until you use it. And so in this story, Linguini, he was honest in his evaluation and he knew now that he could be a good chef, that he could be a good cook and he could recreate the soup because of the gift that was Remy. He now knows that because Remy is with him that he's able to cook. And further on in, in Romans 12, it says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. When we discover our gift, we've also got to understand that we are a part of a team. You know, sometimes we fall into the trap of, what's my gift? What's my role? What's my calling? What's my success? How can I see success? But the truth is that we are united as a body of Christ to all achieve the greater good, the greater goal, right? We're a team together. We are the body of Christ. It's about us fitting together to do God's work. And I play soccer, right? And so in a soccer team, there's strikers, there's midfielders, there's defenders, and there's a goalie. And if every person plays their part, we'll move the ball up the field and we'll score. And we'll achieve our ultimate goal of getting the victory, right? But if I think that I as a defender can do it on my own, if I can defend and then run up the field and score goals as well, it's not going to work like that. I've got to work with the team, right? And my role as a defender actually exists to achieve the greater goal within the team. And on that, you're not going to put the shortest person in goalie, right? You're not going to put the slowest person as the striker. You're going to put people where their gifts are. You're going to put the fastest person up front, the person with great ball skills as the midfielder, right? Because each of us have got different gifts. It's not the same gift. So we want to operate where our gifts are. That's where we want to find ourselves. And Linguini's gift of cooking... He wasn't doing it on his own. He was still part of a team. There was other chefs um, adding elements to the dishes as well. So the first thing you need to do is discover your gift. Let's have a look at this next clip for the second thing. Okay. Huh? Ow! No! Where, where are you taking me? Wait. No! Oh. Wait. I'm
के साथ है And so you see in that scene, great movie, by the way, you should watch it if you haven't, hilarious. But you see in that scene, right, after Linguini said, okay, we can recreate the soup together, we can work this out, he didn't just say to Remy, all right, meet me at the restaurant in the morning, my shift starts at this time, we'll see you then. No, he brought him back to his house, and he, which is my second point, he practiced his gift, he practiced your gift, you need to practice your gift. And don't get this confused. This isn't put into practice your gift. This is knowing that your gift is from God, so you must allow the Holy Spirit to take control. Knowing that your gift is from God, so you must allow God and the Holy Spirit to take control. In John 15, verses 4 to 5, it says this, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And so if you want to go and water your garden, you grab the hose and you go to water your garden. But nothing's coming out, so you realize you forgot to plug it into the tap. So you plug your hose into the tap, right? Then you go back to water your garden. But nothing's coming out again. So you go back to your tap or you turn it on for five or ten seconds. Then you turn it back off. You go out and some water comes out and you water your garden a little bit, but not really effectively, right? And so you go back and you turn it on full blast and leave it on. And then you're able to water your garden efficiently and effectively, right? It's the same with our lives. We need to abide in Jesus. He is the source. He is the living water, right? And so we need to have a constant flow of Jesus in our lives to use our gifts effectively. We need to be in His Word every day. We need to be praying to Him constantly. We need to be spending time in His presence so that you can use these gifts effectively, right? We need to get those spiritual disciplines in place to see that happen. And so Linguini in this situation, he constantly allows Remy to take control, right? Remy's tugging on his hairs and taking control and he allows that to happen because he understands that's how his gifts are most effectively used. So number one was discover your gift. Number two was practice your gift. And let's take a look at this clip for the last point. It was a great night. (laughs) The happiest of my life. But the only thing predictable about life is its unpredictability. Well, we had to let Skinner and the health inspector loose. And of course they ratted us out. The food didn't matter. Once it got out, there were rats in the kitchen. Oh, man. The restaurant was closed. And Ego lost his job and his credibility. But don't feel too bad for him. He's doing very well as a small business investor. He seems very happy. How do you know? <laughs> Gotta go. Dinner rush. 
will set. Can I interest you in a dessert this evening? Don't you always. Which one would you like? Surprise me! Believe me, that story gets better when I tell So I don't know how you would feel if a rat served your food, um, but I'll just leave that there. But that is the final clip of that movie. So there's a lot in the middle that I didn't show you guys, but right at the end there, Linguini and Remy, they start their own restaurant. They start their own restaurant and it's very successful. They got people lining up outside the door as we saw. And so my third point tonight is use your gift. Use your gift. This is where you put it into practice. It says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. In that verse, it also talks about when you put it into practice, when you use your gift, you might be saying to me, Well, I'm scared to do that. Or I'm anxious to put it into practice. But it says, The God of peace will be with you. God will be with you and He will bring you peace as you do that. And in the last part of our Romans 12 scripture, it says, In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He has a gift that He has given you. And He wants you to put it into action to advance the Kingdom of God. To see people saved. To see God glorified. And so what have we got to do? We've got to discover our gift. We've got, to, we've got to assess ourselves properly. We've got to put it into a practice. We've got to abide in Jesus. We've got to have that constant flow and that power of God in us so that we can be effective in the use of our gifts. And we've actually got to use it. We've actually got to go out there and when opportunities arise in your workplace and when you discover your gift, maybe your gift is evangelism, go start to talk to people about Jesus. Maybe your gift is giving. Start to, to give. And church, if we can get this, if we can get that we all have a part to play in the advancement of the Kingdom of God, we all have a part to play as we're the body of Christ, right? It's not just the pastors. It's not just Pastor Tim or Pastor Brett or Pastor Mark. It's not just the people who are on staff. It's not just the smart people or the good leaders. If you're a follower of Christ, you have been given a gift from God. And He wants you to use it. And you can use it 
to advance the kingdom of God, no matter what it is. That's why God has given it to you. And so if I could leave you with this, it's that you have a gift and God wants to use it for His glory, for His will, to see the kingdom of God advance, to see people saved. You can see people saved through your generosity. You can see people saved through your mercy, through your leadership. Whatever gift that God has given you, you can see people saved through it. So if everyone could just bow your heads and close your eyes. We've been talking about a lot of the gifts that God has given us and there is the best gift of all, which is salvation. God loved us so much that He sent His own Son, Jesus, to die for us, to take the punishment for us so that we can have a relationship with God, so that we can have access to that power, to that flow, so that we can be effective in the use of our gifts. And so tonight I want to give everyone here an opportunity. If you have never said yes to Jesus before, if you didn't know that there was a plan and a purpose on your life and God wants to use you, I want to give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. So if that's you in this place, I'll just ask you to be bold and courageous right now and just stick your hand up nice and high for me. Just right now, you can stick your hand up nice and high. Awesome. You can put your hands down. I also want to just pray for everyone else in the room. So dear God, I thank you for every single person in this place. God, I thank you that you have given them a gift. And Lord, no matter how they view themselves, Lord, if they think they can't do it, Lord, if they think they're they're a nobody, Lord, you have called them to use that gift for your glory, God, to advance your kingdom. And God, I pray that they would discover their gift, Lord. Lord, I pray that they would practice their gift, Lord, that they would allow you to flow through them, Lord, so they can use that effectively. And God, they would use their gift. And Lord, I pray that we would see a harvest like no other. God, that we would see people lining up outside this place just to encounter you. Because people, your people, your church, go out and use their gifts to advance your kingdom. And I declare this over every single person here, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And tonight, why don't you stand? We're going to sing this song again with everything. And why don't you just declare that in your heart, that with everything, you're going to shout for God's glory. With everything, with the gifts that He has given you, you're going to shout God's glory. As you go out there, you're going to be a walking example of Christ. And just show God's glory in everything you do and your gifts that you use. Thanks, team. for listening to this podcast.